Welcome to Style Section, the Wise Guy Podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Sheila. And we're back for two more of the big climax of Season 2, The Music Industry Arc. First one, hip-hop on the gravy train. And this episode opens with, I mean, right away, if you, uh... (laughs) Right away, if you wanted to know where all the money went and why they could never do this again, never show it anywhere, they're listening to Billie Holiday. Yeah. Like, right away, like, oh, okay, I see why they couldn't afford to show this again. These are not cheap songs they're playing. Well, and then the 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 final song at the end of the second episode we're going to discuss. I know, but uh, you know, beautiful, but yeah, you know, expensive. you just sort of sit there. It ain't cheap. Well, and I think the thing that I find so interesting about the Billy holidays, it's one of those situations like with Dr. Doctor in, um, no one gets out of here alive where he's talking about the song. You yeah. Can't so cut it. You can't. Well, you yeah. also cannot cut the last song. There's oh, no song not. that would yeah. replace the the two you episodes. Liter- but I mean, well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, no, no, uh, I'm not talking about that. But I'm just I'm just saying in terms of the songs that they play, like you know, the last couple of episodes probably wouldn't wouldn't have been a problem. But oh, it's yeah. an arc, so you can't just take out a few episodes because yeah. they don't make any sense. Well, right? I mean, and that's why they were forced. It's like you can't. And that's why they were forced to pay for Doctor Doctor in uh, in Sunny Steelgrave arc because yeah. you can't cut that episode or that scene out of this. You can't cut that scene out of the episode. Yeah. You can't cut that episode out of the arc. So you just got to pony up and pay for it because this is the way people are in, being introduced to the show. Mm-hmm. But the sad part about the music industry is, except for one detail, which we'll get to in uh, Call It Cassaba, which comes after the music industry. Uh, you can't just lift the music industry out of the series. You can more easily lift the music industry out of the series because there is a follow-up to it, but it's it's less awkward than it could be. You know, yeah. missing the ending of uh, the Sunny Steelgrave arc, it would be a lot more punishing to the series than lifting the whole music industry arc out. But uh, yeah. it does make those season two DVDs a really bad deal. Yeah. <laughs> I know. They didn't charge less for them. Seven less episodes. They didn't charge a dime less for them. So I'm just, I'm saying people who make DVD sets aren't really ethical. There you go. That's it. That's Duh. what I'm saying. <laughs> I know. You're right. Duh. <laughs> All right. <It's> a... <laughs> no, you're, you're absolutely right. All right. So let's get into it. They're listening to Billie Holiday and yeah, Isaac's kind of morose. He's in a bad yes. situation. He's lost his business. He's, uh, yeah, he's lost his business. He's uh, going to jail because Cushman immediately started singing. You know, immediately, not only is he getting charged with assaulting this guy, but that guy flipped on him right away and started blabbing to the FBI about all of their scams to uh, sell cleans through his giant network of stores. So yeah, it's uh, not looking good for Isaac, and his only option is to turn state's evidence against Winston and try and get stuff on him. 
And of course, he doesn't want to do that because that would mean working with the cops and specifically and snitching on his best friend. Stitching on his best friend. Yeah. I mean, as bizarre as that is. (laughs) I know. It would be, yeah, it would be snitching on his best friend. There would, and the crazy part. And of course, as, as a guy who came up in the South in the fifties and sixties, he's got no love for the FBI. Duh. (laughs) He's, he, he doesn't think the FBI are, are default to being good people or people worth listening to. So. He's got a lot of stuff against it, and we know that the only way, because the next scene is the the scene where we recap the plot for people just coming in now. <laughs> yeah. Right? How they believe that 100% it must have been a crooked card game. Right? It had yes. to have been a crooked card game, but they don't know how to prove it. They know that the guy who runs the card game got run out of Vegas... They know that he's, uh, you know, uh, for some kind of terrible behavior. They know that he's a crook. They know that he cheats people at card games, so... I think he got run out of the Bahamas as well. Exactly. Yeah, like, he kept he kept setting up card games and casinos places and then getting run out because he cheats at them. So this is obviously someone who would be available to help Winston defraud Isaac, but they don't have any proof of it. But what Vinny does has have is a reputation, which, of yeah. course, we'll get into later. Uh, but it's nice. So, uh, and by the way, I just, I love that for Vinny, his formal clothes are jeans, a t-shirt, and leather jacket. So, like, when he's just lounging around himself, it's jeans, t-shirt, jean jacket. But if he's got to go in and see the boss, he'll swap the jean jacket out. <laughs> For a leather jacket. You know, it's like, these are my traveling outfit. That's how he flies to D.C. Oh, he really does look like a a stereotype of a greaser. It's kind of wonderful. (laughs) Yep. And they make a joke about it next season, but uh, we'll talk about that later. Oh, all right. So then we cut to the offices, right, where it's nighttime. Bobby and Vinny are talking, and Vinny's... Let's face it, uh, wallowing a little because he's inside Radiance Recordings, which is great, but he's being completely frozen out. Yeah. And, he and Bobby are yeah. frozen out. Yeah. They don't get to take part in the operations at all. And for Bobby, that's a nightmare because he can't hustle for money. And for Vinny, it's a nightmare because he can't get the case going. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it is the worst possible situation for both of them. And at this point, they've been there for... I think a couple of weeks, it's again, the timeline's a little hard to tell, but obviously from the first scene, we know that Isaac has some, has had some time to think and wallow in this and get this, you know, get the scope of the legal problems against him. And on the Radiant side of things, Vinny has obviously been frozen out for a while now. Yeah. And luckily enough, things like uh, the building that Shackle was in. Oh, that's is true. We find Amber's out that, name. yeah, we find out that is a huge relief. It turns out they're not going to lo- lose their office because the building is separate from the company and it's in her name. So yeah. they would always they would always have an asset he couldn't gamble away. Jeez, I mean he's a degenerate gambler. What are you going to do? Yeah, and you, and the thing is, you're going to be like, that's a harsh thing to say. Well, he literally gambled away his business, so no, it's not that harsh a thing to say. No, and and everybody knows it, and everybody says it. Yeah, he can't stop gambling. I mean, Winston says it too. Oh, yeah. You know, he, he wanted to save, 
well, that's well, we'll later that. on. Yeah, but... we'll get that later on. But yeah, it's like everyone knows that his impulses always drive him to ruin. Like, that's just yeah. what, that's what he does over and over again. So, Bobby wants to come up with a plan, and Vinny's just like, he knows he's probably going to be exiting the line of work fairly soon and moving on to the next job. And so he tries to, uh, he tries to do the, uh, is it, is it White Fang? Is that the, is that the one where he gets the wolf to go back to his own people, his own town? Yeah. <laughs> That's what he does to Bobby. He's yeah. like, Bobby, like we've been attached at the hip for like, at this point in the story, probably five, six months. Easily. Yeah. Easily. That's, that's the kind yeah. of time we're talking about he's spending in this business. And so he's like, he's like, Bobby, you got to go. You got to start thinking just about yourself. You know, I can try to, I'm going to have, and essentially what he's thinking is if he's going to do it, if he's going to get any, anything out of this, he's going to have to start making drastic moves. One that if Bobby came along for, it could, you know, get him in jail or get him thrown out of the industry entirely. And he really does believe he's doing the right thing by telling Bobby to get lost. Yes. And as Bobby says, but everything's been good since I've been attached to you. (laughs) My life is going so well. Finally. What are you talking about? So well. Oh my God. Yeah, no, it's, it's a good scene. And then we go to what the part, uh, we go and we see what the party just down the hall that's Vinny's so annoyed that they're not allowed to be at. We find out what it is, is that Eddie Tempest is re-signing. And uh, we'll soon enough discover that he uh, he uh, might not be entirely willing to re-sign, and it might be out of his hands. But uh, that, we'll, we'll get into that in a second. So Vinny uh, pulls a fast one. He tells a guy... Uh, he he tells the guy, oh, there's somebody you got to toss out of the building, or there's something wrong with the car downstairs. And the security guy goes to check on it, giving Vinny just enough time to get in. And, again, start manipulating people, which he's great at. <laughs> he walks right up to Claudia, and just and in like three lines, reminds her that it's her half of the business, and she has every right to be a full partner in it. Like she, she owns, it's a privately owned company as they established. And this is something we hadn't heard until this episode, as they established in the FBI scene in the beginning, it's the largest privately held company in America. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Cause it's a multi-billion dollar company and it's literally just owned by two people. It is privately held. There are no shareholders. There's no board of directors. It is Winston literally does get to do whatever he wants because Claudia, up until this scene, will just sign off on whatever he wants. Uh, and then Vinny just and just has a couple of lines. He's great at manipulating people now. He gets better and better. And with just a couple of lines, he sets her down a course of figuring out. And I mean, we know this is what it is. How to get her husband to notice her. And that's the line from the last episode that pays off here. Yes. She is running out of ways to get Winston to notice her. And is like, okay, well, how am I going to do that? Actually take a stand in the business. Oh, it's, it's a fantastic scene. And yes. again, they do it with just six lines. Yeah. No, oh. it, it, there are so many different things in this, in these two episodes that are brilliant as we go along we'll talk about them you know just lines that you're just going oh my god yeah oh my god 
the uh then we get Bobby does show up at the party, right? And uh he explains to Vinny the situation with Eddie Tempest is all of his money goes through uh major money management, a financial management firm that Winston steers all of his clients to. And uh well we'll find out more about that as it comes. <laughs> but yeah, it turns out not only does he uh cheat these people, he che- he does it by sending them to a money management company, which, spoiler alert, he owns. Yes, he's a, he's a major investor in that particular company. <laughs> yes. As major, well. Yes. Hidden. Hidden. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's right. the thing. It's his company. Nobody knows that it's his company because they route it through the Caymans. It is a Cayman headquartered, and they specifically mention it, it is a Cayman Islands headquartered corporation, major money management. And so no one know, no one in America knows that he secretly owns the company and has been using it as his own private bank. Which, uh, <sighs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, Winston is not going to come off well at all. No. No, he's not. I mean, it's getting, it's, I mean, he is just getting worse. Like, we're just finding out exactly who Winston is as a businessman and how he became a multi-billionaire. Yeah. And it's like that he's fantastic at exploiting people. So Mm -hmm. we have a scene between, uh, between Winston and Eddie Tempest, right? Where they go over Eddie's deal, which is he wants... He wants this contract to be over. He was forced to resign because he has a terrible deal. And he just wants to get the albums he owes Winston and get out. And Winston keeps telling him, you're not ready to record. Keep touring. And the key is, if Winston, and this is the bind he finds himself in, because he goes over and he, you know, complains to Vinny and Bobby about it. But he's in this fa- this fascinating situation, and this is where well, we're learning Bobby about. Well, Bobby explains, yeah, Bobby, Bobby explains. explains it to Vinny. Oh yeah, he explains it to Vinny, and then uh, he he talks about it with Eddie, and it's kind of a fascinating situation. This is us learning how this industry works and how it screws people over. The idea is, if he doesn't deliver a album to Winston every six months then uh, he owes them another album. Yep. He's so, not the only one. This is Happened to. This Absolutely. has happened to other artists, big name key, artists. And the key is, and this is the part I love, essentially, how can he record if he doesn't do it on uh, Radiance's dime? Because it's not like he recording an album isn't cheap. I mean, especially at this time. Well, plus he's on the road. Yeah, well, no, but I'm just saying... Yeah. Um, because Winston has to sign off on the uh, letting him record with Radiance's producers and studios, right? He can decide whether or not, uh, whether or not Eddie gets to, uh, gets to record at all. And that's the key part. By just saying you're not ready, he, gr- he screws him out of more and more time and more and more albums. And if he winds up owing him four albums, which he'll do at the end of the year if he can't deliver any, his contract automatically gets re-signed for another five years. And he's just trapped in this cycle of, as we heard from Diana, like doing the exact same thing over and over again and people don't, until people don't want to hear it anymore, in which case he'll be released from his contract because uh, Radiance can do that whenever they want on their side of things. Yeah. They have a ridiculous amount of power. And as he says, he signed a contract two years ago 
when he was like a kid who knew nothing about the industry. And then that's when you wrap your head around that, yeah, Eddie Tempest, who's going all through all this stuff, is like, what? I mean, we were trying to guess last week, but here, the way he talks about it, is he like 22? 23? If, if even that. If, if even, even that. that. He might He's, be 20 or 21. I think 19. God. So He's got to be go. because, because that's what Winston says. Right. Yeah. In the next episode. You're right. That he's still a teenager. So he's probably 19 going on 20. Yeah. And so, right. And then, and then (laughs) Vinny says something about his manager. Yeah. It's like, why did your manager get you out of this? And he's like, I fired him because he got me into this deal. Yeah. Yeah. And which means that, of course, the manager was in Winston's pocket as well. Of course. Absolutely. And got getting kickbacks for all of this. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it, I mean, talk about the slimy business of of the music industry. And it was, it's the music industry, the film. It's because these people are so desperate. Yep. You know, to record, to make a film, to do all of these, to become a star. Mm -hmm. That's what they all want. That's the dream until they find out what the dream's going to cost them. And then it's too late. And so he, he has fired his manager. Yep. And leading to one so, of, yeah, uh, but, uh, but first he's so distraught that he, let's face it, accidentally on purpose crushes a glass in his hand. Yeah. Because on some level he understands that if he, if he destroys his ability to play the guitar, he might escape from this awful life he's found himself trapped in. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another nice little, nice, nice little note. Winston comes over to check on him because, you know, he doesn't want to lose the gravy train. He doesn't want that to stop under any circumstances. And Vinny, of course, tells him off. Like, right in front of Eddie, Vinny tells him off for exploiting Eddie in such a monstrous way. And this convinces Eddie to announce in front of the crowd that not only is he re-signed <laughs> with Radiance, but that his new personal manager is Vinny Terranova. <laughs> And so Vinny's big play worked. His, like, Hail Mary swing for the fences trick, it actually worked. Yeah. So he's become Eddie Tempest's manager. Personal manager. Uh, Then we get just a delightful scene. Like, it doesn't have any real relevance in the plot overall, except to show you... Well, I mean, it does have one thing. But it's a nice long scene where Isaac rediscovers, right? He rediscovers his love for the music industry. So yep. he gets he gets a call from a, a you know a professional manager saying, I've got, you know, there's this guy I found out. I can't sign him because, you know, he doesn't necessarily trust me. But I think he's a rapper you guys will love. And I think he'll do great on Shakala. And it's this wonderful scene. He goes, he sees the guy rap. He gives him $600 <laughs> and says, give me a call if you want to be professional. Then somebody uh, lifts his wallet. And they so the on. guy goes after. So the guy goes after him to explain, dude, you're going to screw up my chance to get a record deal. Yeah. And he gets the wallet back. Uh, which is, I mean, it's a nice scene. But, I mean, it's not super relevant to the plot except for one thing. You need this scene to explain why Isaac gets reactivated in his passion for the industry. And it's like his passion for music is enough that he's going to be willing to, let's face it, Side with the FBI, which is something he doesn't want to do, but he does love the industry and having, 
like having his livelihood actually threatened and actually taken away from him has it made him refocus on why yeah. he got into it in the first place. It's a nice scene. Well, no, it's not only that, but of course, yes. And he, he's been to jail before yep. and it emphasizes what's really important to him. He's been to jail. He's willing to go to jail for yep. this. Amber doesn't like it, <laughs> but he couldn't care less. He's I've done it before. I'll do it again. Yeah. Um, you know, but he's that, that scene, I, because Vinny is along with him. Yeah. Oh, and no, no, so, not Vinny. Vinny's not with him. No, no. This is just, who's... no, it's just him and the manager. That's the crazy part about this scene. It's just him and the manager. Vinny's in the next scene is what you're thinking of. How, okay. Uh, but yeah, but it, it's great because you see him activated and you see him lively and you see him excited again. And he couldn't even care less that his wallet was stolen. stolen. It, it, <laughs> you know, his line was, his line was, boy, that was good. Yeah. It was like a better <laughs> lift than I did. It's like, yeah, he doesn't. And what I love is that the kid doesn't seem to understand it. It's like, he just gave you all the money in his wallet. Mm-hmm. He just gave you the $600. There's almost nothing left in the wallet. Well, no, the guy... it's the other kid that. Oh, no, no, but yeah. I'm saying that's what he, uh, what's, because the rapper runs after to get the thing. He knows, yeah, but because he, he's but got a scam going though. Yeah, that's what I'm hey. saying. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, his job is to distract, like the rap is, let's face it, partially to distract people while other people pick their pocket. And that's yeah. why he can go to them. But I think it's kind of funny that those guys, who pick uh, Isaac's pocket, just pick his pocket because he looks like he's got a fat wallet and they don't notice that he already gave all the money to the <laughs> rapper who's their yeah. partner. And it's just a funny little note in the scene yeah. That, yeah. that he's not actually getting Isaac back anything, but he's still doing the right thing. It's very nice. Well, he needs the card too. <laughs> he does need because the card out of the wallet. Remember, he needs the card and the cards are in the wallet. <laughs> I know. Oh, you're right. That's, that's Yeah, yeah. Point. No, no. I mean... That's a good point. You know? All right. <laughs> no, it's funny. Uh, it, no, right. it, and it is, I, I, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it does bring Isaac back and you it needed does. something believable to bring Isaac back. And him like seeing the street and seeing an up and comer and seeing where he came from and you know finding it's, one and finding one. And cause that was the big up. thing. They have nothing. Yeah. Right. They have now. No new talent. They have no new acts. And nope. he's not out there scouting because he's bored and he's not interested anymore. And you see him and the way he is with the kid, you see how he's become such a success in the same way that Winston is the best with crowds, right? Yeah. Isaac is fantastic at working with talent when he wants to, when mm-hmm. he wants to put in the work. And he just rarely does. This is the first time we've seen the Isaac that everybody loves. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because all we've ever seen is a bored Isaac who gambled his company away. <laughs> anyway. And then we get just a rough as hell scene where uh, Vinny has driven uh, Eddie out in in Vinny's limo. This is going to be important later. It's Vinny's limo that they drove out in. Because remember, Vinny has a limo. <laughs> yeah, this is such a sad scene. <laughs> oh, but and fun fact, like, and this is something that never really gets talked about because we only see the character a couple of times. But it's like Vinny has a limo driver who's an FBI agent who is technically his bodyguard and reports back to Frank. So if you yeah. wonder, how does Frank always know everything? It's because because Vinny's limo driver's telling him. They never yeah. talk about it in the episode. But again, that's the subtext. And it's always, uh, almost well, yeah, always and, the same limo And driver. it's safer. It's, it's safer, safer. Oh, for, yeah. for Vinny because he doesn't have all of the problems he had with Sonny and with Mel of how does he interact with Frank. Exactly. You yeah. know, like giving him a limo full time is actually a really smart move. 
Yeah, technically it was it technically it was Dead Dog's limo. Yes. And so so that was great. Yeah. Exactly. It worked out perfectly. All right. So, uh Eddie was raised by a single mother and the sing- and his single mother the single mother who raised him was unbelievably supportive of his music. Mm-hmm. Like was 100% completely committed to supporting his talent and that's how he was able to become a star by age 17 and 18. Right? Yeah. And that's that's how uh, early it was. And it was all because of his mother. And he's like, she's going to be the one to benefit from my career. I've spent a year looking for a house for her. Like, just a nice big house in the suburbs so she can get out of the crappy apartment we lived in for my entire life. And so he's found the place. He go And he's going to get the keys. And the real estate agent tells him that the deposit check, so, you know, $30,000, $40,000, it's a nice house has been returned against lack of funds. He hasn't been able to buy a house for his mother. Which, as he says, is like the one thing he wanted out of all of the money. Like, taking care of... It's like, he keeps talking over and over again about yeah, how and, it is just about the music, right? Yeah, and we find do find out, because I think that he has a brother and a sister. Yeah. As well, you know. Yeah. But anyway, that's... that's um N- neither here nor there but yes we we do find out so i oh, mean sorry he's got... um, i actually I went and just checked the check uh it was the deposit so he was paying for a surprisingly large amount of the house it was a hundred and three thousand dollars was the check yeah i assumed it was lower than that because i'd seen a uh i guess i had glanced at a three and i remembered it being thirty thousand but no it's a hundred and three thousand dollars the check so he was paying for most of the house right off the bat Mm-hmm. And that was returned against last uh, lack of funds, even though he really doesn't have a lot of expenses that he knows about. Like I'm sure he's got a nice apartment, but and he right and he travels a lot, but he travels a lot for the job. But fundamentally, he does generally just high hang out in dive bars with his for heaven's sake. His yeah. his his place is in is a pool hall. His yeah, office pool, exactly his office as we've already found out. He's got a small rehearsal space and he writes in the pool hall, right? Like so, it's like it's not like he's living large. He's not out there buying Cadillacs for people. No, he's not. That's Elvis. a reference to Elvis. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's a reference to the king. Yeah, well, uh, Elvis had a manager who made sure that Elvis had yeah. money, yeah. no matter. Whether no. or not, yeah, Cur- no matter how Colonel- much he's building up, he always made sure there was plenty of money to get thrown around. Mm-hmm. Elvis always lived large. Although when you're Elvis, you're generating so much money. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's still it's almost impossible to imagine the amount of money that man generated within his life and beyond. Yeah. Uh, all right. So then they immediately rush over to major money management, right, and demand to see Eddie's files, the books. Yeah, they need to see the books. And so the the guy, the management says, like, no, it's against our policy. It's private client affairs. It's like, Eddie's the client. He wants to see his books. And the guy absolutely refuses. And it looks like they're going to have to get a court order. But then Claudia walks in and says, actually, you know what? Let him have the books. What the hell? Because she, again, she remembers... That she she's remembered that she owns half the company, including this company. Yep. Right? Including Give him this the company. Books. And this is one hell of a way to get uh her husband's attention. Yep. 
oh god and so eddie thanks her and it's like he can't believe that you know a new quay is doing something so decent it's it's actually very sweet and she seems legitimately happy to be doing it because she's taken a proactive move in her life she's not just getting her hair done and going to parties she feels like yeah this is a business and i'm taking part of it and if it also pisses off winston you know what that's great <laughs> yeah it works out well so they take the boy, but the problem is, uh, both Vinny and Eddie don't know how to make heads or tails of a but, giant accounting catalog. But Bobby does. Well, Bobby does. So Vinny has to go back and apologize to Bobby and ask him to please look over the books and tell us how he's being screwed. So it's a really nice scene. But it's, it is fascinating. Like the whole scene is really good. Where Vinny's going, you know, about, you know, like there, and Bobby, it's all this money that's spent, you know, and what do you mean so many thousand dollars, like limos at a thousand dollars an hour? Well, they were waiting for us when we got to the airport. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and then there was all this other money and, and, you know, and Bobby, cocaine. And, you know, and there's, there's, um, Eddie going, my band doesn't do drugs. (laughs) <laughs> no, and the line is, you better check your band out. Yeah, maybe check that band again, Eddie. Because this sure is where do. it's going. Yeah, but yeah, he's, but yeah, he's being he's being royally he's yeah. being quote unquote royally screwed. And then we truly find out how all of this works and how within it, like it's really good that they've got an individual artist that they can focus on, yeah. so that they can show exactly all the little details. Here's Eddie. Who lives a pretty, you know, by by the, by the standards of rock stars, he lives an austere life. Yes, and so that's why he just assumed. And yeah, as assumed as of course, of yeah. and as Eddie says, there's only two things I wanted. Yeah, you know, um, I want to make my music, and, mm-hmm. and I, I want to, to buy mother. a house for my yeah. mother. That's it, right? And that keeps coming up. And what I love is, it's like, we have spent, and this is, again, how well-written this show is. It's like, we have spent two weeks thinking of Eddie as a villain. He's just the worst. And then you get to this episode, and it really locks in that, oh my god, this is just a child who has no idea, like, who has been tricked into this world, and they're sucking him dry. Yep. And you you start to get, and again, it's brilliant the way they do the stuff with his mother because you immediately start to feel for him. You have to feel for him. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And, and you can it's understand well how Britney Spears cuts. Oh, exactly. Oh, cuts my God. screwed royally. So completely. Yeah. Too young. They're, they're too young. Look at Miley Cyrus. Let's, let, Miley let's. Cyrus and all the problems she had. Yeah. Like yeah and her daddy another. was in the business for God's Celine sake. Celine Dion. Yeah. Ended up a pretty screwed up person. She had a more stable career, really screwed up because she started way too young. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's fascinating, right? Like, all of these yeah. people, they get pulled into it. I mean, hell, Vanilla Ice. Same exact oh, story. A 17-year-old that, you know, literal, you know, gangsters are pulling guns on <laughs> to get all of his money. Like, this this industry, all of this stuff happens, and it's all terrifying. So they, they go through all of the, the list of all of the ways Eddie's getting screwed. And this freaks Eddie out to no end. 
Mm -hmm. And so he goes off to have some time to himself. He's got to, like, drive around and think for a while. Meanwhile, the the head of major money management comes in to talk to uh, Winston and demand to know what's going on and yell about how Claudia turned over files. And Winston says, Winston explains the situation with Eddie, which is literally, he never would have caused a problem for us ever if you had just left enough money in the account to you, pay and, for his mother's house. You had one job. To All make you had sure. To that that check cleared when he wrote it. Yeah. It's like, it's part of his mythology that he carries around this check and he talks about it all the time. He, that he's going to write the check the minute the how, that he finds the, the right house. And it's like, all you had to do was keep enough money in the account. And now we've got a real problem because in order to quiet Eddie down, Winston had to make good on that check immediately. And the guy who runs major money management was out of the country. So Winston had to authorize the check himself. But the problem is, no one is supposed to know that Winston has the ability to authorize major money management sending out a check. So he tells the guy, here, I've just authorized the check. Right now, what you have to do is fly to the Cayman Islands, burn the facts of me authorizing that check, and substitute your own authorization so it looks like you did this. He is... As pissed off as we have ever seen him. And when the guy who runs Major Money Management tries to blame Claudia, because it is Claudia's fault, <laughs> well, that one part of, one part of is Claudia's fault. The bigger part is his fault for not leaving the money in. Winston, at the sound of someone criticizing him wife, just smashes, just hits the guy and knocks him to the ground. You don't talk about my wife like that. Yeah. Like, and it's the first gets time. to misbehave. Yeah. She's my wife. She gets to misbehave. You don't get to say anything about her. And yeah, it's the first time we've seen him truly be nice about his wife in this entire arc. Yep. Ah, but then Claudia walks in and Winston is just as rough to her as she was to the guy oh in charge God. of major money. It's horrible. It is horrible what he says to her. Yeah. She stands up to him. She does. And she, she says, hi, class bimbo, my foot, and walks <laughs> out. It's, it's beautiful, but it's like, you have this moment where he defended his wife, and you think, for a second, maybe he gets how she's been feeling, but then he immediately turns that anger on her. And you're like, god damn it, Winston. Yeah. <laughs> Can't you for one moment, like, see what you're doing? But he can't, because he's obsessed with control. He's obsessed with control. He's obsessed with being in charge. And so she doesn't just walk out. She punches him first. Yeah. And he says, and he says I, I, I could have you committed. Which, Jesus Christ. Wow. That is, that is a rough one. But fun fact, that's a thing that happens in rich families in America all the time. It's the, uh, Upper class way. You see, if, uh, how do I put this? If you have problems with your wife and you're poor, you can throw her out. If you have problems with your wife and you're rich and the money is, you know, hers, well, the solution for men in that situation is to have her committed to a mental institution. And spoiler alert, um, 
I'm not going to get too into the history of psychiatry, but basically uh, being a woman historically has been a mental condition necessary for, <laughs> sorry, um, uh, that can necessitate being institutionalized with no other symptoms. Just being a woman is enough to get you put into an asylum. Absolutely. There was an entire season of uh, of The Alienist about it. Mm. I mean, it wasn't a great season, but that's what the theme was. That was, that was not the theme, but that was part of the actual historical text they were using. Uh, look into, type the word lobotomy, history of lobotomy into Google, and you might well be interested to find out that it was basically a tool that existed to keep women from complaining about their lives. <laughs> well, yes. Well, it's the old, I mean, we don't want to go down this road, but it's the old, all you have to do is say your, your, your child or your wife has been acting out and yep. has been having sex with somebody else. And that's, <laughs> Jeez, that's, that's, that's good enough. You know, That's good enough for or them. being, being, you know, being unruly. I mean, it's, 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 yeah, it's its own podcast. The, yeah, I know it's, it is. It's its own podcast. And I, um, there is a, you know, I mean, this whole business of psychiatry and mental illness, we, it, we can't get into <laughs> we're it. We're not going to get into it now. We're not, we're not. No, it because it's a rabbit hole that <laughs> I, know, I right? don't want to go down to, into right no, now. No. Exactly. <laughs> Not not today, but yeah, it's, we we've yes. talked about it before. There's other episodes, and we're definitely going to be talking about it in the future. We're not today because that's not what the episode's about. But like when a when a rich man says to his wife, "I could have you institutionalized," it's not an extreme thing, and it's not an idle threat. I don't know that Winston would necessarily do it. Well, she, Claudia like, didn't doesn't take it. She no, just Cla lets, yeah, no, she you just, won't. Yeah, she just walks off. It's great. Yeah. Then we, uh, then we go to see Vinny, who, while, uh, while Bobby is working on the books and the, and he's heard the money has come through. So he's like, Oh, I can focus on my other thing, which is he picks up Paulbert, the guy who ran the card game. And of course, the guy <laughs> knows that he works for Winston now. So a guy who works for Winston shows up in a limo and says, get in. Winston needs to see you. <laughs> Why would he not get into the car? Uh, and then Vinny's like, Maybe you didn't know this, but I'm connected. And uh you got into some trouble in Vegas, and we'd like to follow up with you about that. <laughs> so Palmer's like, I got dirt on the boss in Vegas, so they're not gonna do anything. Well, and, it's basically uh, no, he says, I'm covered. Yeah, I'm protected because I'm protected. I have an in with old man Debino. Debino. Yeah. And uh and Vinny says, yeah, he died a couple of months back, and his son is not so concerned about old debts. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. maybe, yeah. maybe you might want to help me out with something, or I could tell them where you ended up. And then we find <laughs> out where. Oh, God. So good. <laughs> so, I don't know if the Bobby and, and Eddie scene. Oh no no Re the immediate between. next scene no no the immediate the immediate next, next scene, scene is he's taking going yeah to go Isaac. Isaac and Isaac finds out it was a crooked card game <laughs> and then he locks the guy in the liquor cabinet yeah oh my lord laugh yeah and, and then 
<laughs> then he says to him, and this is great, he's like, I, what I need you to do, and again, beautiful manipulation is, if we want to get back at, uh, if we want to get back at Winston, the only way to do it is if you go to work for him. He's not going to let me into the inner circle, but he will let you in if you walk in and say, you beat me fair and square, let me go back to work for you. He will let you do it. And that way you'll be in. And of course, Isaac's like, no, I just want my company back. I don't want, I'm not going to yes. go through all of this. And then Amber chimes in with the uh, reasonable, it's like, hey, all of this plotting is great, but remember you're going to jail for five years? Now, How are Frank all of there? these plans? No, because this is it's where she tells later. Isaac, if you yeah. want any of this to work, you've got to go talk to the FBI. Yeah. Oh, yes. This is, yeah. this is this the is scene, scene where, yeah, yes. where, yeah, where she gets him to finally agree to make a deal with the FBI. Yeah. And now we get the scene between, uh, Bobby and Bobby Eddie. and Eddie, where Eddie fully understands how screwed he is. Like yes. even, and that, and that's the thing. And he says he fully understands how screwed he is, but at the same time, Winston did come through with the money. Like, he's like, the check is refilled, and it's not going to be a problem. And this is the key part. <laughs> Bobby says to him, don't you get it? If Winston can make a phone call and that money appears, then he's the one in charge of major money management. Meaning he's the, it's not them that's screwing you. It's him that's screwing you. Everything around you is designed to take money that you generate and put it into Winston's pockets. And Vinny, and sorry, and Eddie doesn't want to hear it and storms off. Yeah, no, no. But, but the key here is that Bobby says to him, it's time to grow up. Yeah. You need to meet with me once a once month. Once a month. Yeah. And Just go over one day a month. your books. We'll go through all of your books one day every month. And he doesn't want to do be, that. He doesn't want to do it. He's again, he's just, he's wrapped up in the emotion of the fact that he was betrayed. And this is the scene we get where Frank shows up. And then right after that is the scene where Frank shows up and lays it down and essentially makes a deal for the second time. He makes a deal for death for, uh, for a record company. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and they cut for it. <laughs> they cut for it. You know, because Frank doesn't want to, uh, want to say, yes, you I can, can get have... you your company back. Yeah. yeah. Because, because as Isaac says, what if this goes bad? And it doesn't work. Yeah. Am I, I still want to guarantee going to get... that I get my company back? And so they cut for it. Yeah. Frank loses. Frank, yeah. Well, no. Frank puts the card down because he's like, I, I always lose at these. So yeah. you just, just assume you win. I'll yeah. get you your company back. Because as he says, yeah, uh, a, losing a company based on a crooked, like a, uh, a piece card of paper game. signed at a crooked card game. I don't think it'll be too hard to unwind that. Yeah. <laughs> Which is good. Oh, and then they have Frank take Paul Bird out of the liquor cabinet. cabinet yeah. Vinny oh, says, oh, by it's... the way, do you want to, Isaac, give him the keys so he can open the liquor cabinet. <laughs> and then the guy <laughs> comes out and says, what do you want? Anything. Just keep Anything. me away from those guys. Keep me away from Isaac, right? Yeah. Uh, keep me away from Isaac and Vinny. And Vinny. I'll give you anything yeah. you want. All right. Then Amber goes to see Winston to try and talk him into letting uh, Isaac continue running Radiance because... And no, run Shackala. Oh, Shackala. I keep saying sh uh, Radiance instead of Shackala. Uh, Shackala. 
because and it's a good play because they have to make it look like he on one level isaac doesn't want it he essentially says she essentially says isaac doesn't want to do it but it's the best thing for him and obviously it's the best thing for you if 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 isaac is running the company he built and it's a persuasive argument but winston comes on to her anyway to try and sweeten the deal because yeah, <laughs> he's a scumbag yeah. and of course she's not interested at all and it, it, honestly he's not that he's not surprised because yeah. he knows isaac married well and that's what it comes down to he knows isaac married well and so isaac is going to go to see him that night meanwhile but but claudia walks in claudia walks in and assumes that uh, amber was trying to sleep her way back into the business and amber tells her no you completely misread the situation and claudia has another meltdown and but uh, how do you just and it's their wedding anniversary i know it's their wedding anniversary on top of everything but it's like how do you show a rich person having a uh a complete melt like a well-to-do person have a complete meltdown just walking into the pool with their clothes on yeah to get the ring because winston has taken she's bought herself a a ring for their wedding anniversary and he He takes it off he takes it off her finger and throws it in the swimming pool Yep, and she and just walks right in because to go get her ring, back. And, and it's like that's someone who just doesn't care about their life anymore. Is when you're just walking into a pool with your clothes on to get something back. It's never a good sign when you're walking to, into a pool. Well, with she's your not. Ar- on. She doesn't even argue with him. She takes it out on Amber. Yep. And as Amber says, "What happened to you?" Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, Amber leaves. Winston leaves. Everybody yeah. leaves. She's left. All by herself, and she walks into the pool. She's, and then she's... we cut to Winston and Isaac talking about their deal. Uh, talking about the idea of coming back. And, uh, and of course, Winston's like, I, you know, I'm p- so pissed at you for screwing me over. But, you know, we got to make the best. I got to make the best of a bad situation. Yeah. Sorry, instant. Why Isaac? Isaac, oh Isaac says this to sort of, Winston. and Isaac actually screams at him. And then looks at him and says, well, I just had to get that out, you know. You know, it wasn't fair that. what you did. How could you do this to me in a crooked card game? You know, and then Winston's, well, yeah, but all I ever wanted was for well, you. Well, no, that's in a second. That that oh, one's in a second. But, because first, we get the cutaway to who? Eddie coming to see Claudia at their house. Yeah. And it's like, so the two people in the world who are most pissed at winston at winston right now are now alone in a house together and i think we can all see what happened is going to happen but before they start making out uh we see that uh, right next to claudia on uh, winston's desk is the fax that he sent to the cayman islands to free up eddie's money so all of the evidence that he's involved in this crooked corporation is sitting right there on the desk in the room they're in so it's like at this point, anything can happen for the audience. Like any, we haven't. This is one of those situations where it's like everything has been turned up to boil. Anything could happen in this moment because all of the pieces are right there. It's fantastic, and this is where we get the scene where <laughs> he makes the he where Winston says that it's like I just want you working for me, 
I think that uh, it's like I uh, I want you working for me. I think that's going to be for the best of us, All right? And let's uh, let's call let's call Billboard right now and tell him what tomorrow's headline is going to be. And as he reaches for his phone, he sees that the fax was accidentally switched to send the message both to because his normal practice is you send a fax to wherever it's going, and he also has it send one for his private files at home. And now he realizes, oh my god, Claudia's pissed at me, and there's a hard copy of some fraud I did sitting at home. And so he interrupts the meeting to just race off home. and get home as fast as possible. Meanwhile, uh, we see that, oh god, we see that Eddie and Claudia are having sex on the rooftop patio. And while that's happening, while they're having sex on the rooftop patio, they slip and crash through a window and fall to their death in the middle of the entryway two stories below. Is there anything more surprising than this scene the first time you yeah. see the episode? Yeah, no, the first time you see that, that is, well, it's a shocking scene. It's not even surprising. You're yeah. just shocked that they would, that they would go there, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's just, but yeah, that's what happens. And the two of them are, you know, there's Eddie and, and Eddie, I don't think fully understood when, you know, he, yeah, I mean, the whole, that whole business getting them to the point of having sex was, yeah, you know, poor Claudia, who's just feeling completely deserted. This is her wedding anniversary. So sure, she's going to go and yep. have sex with Eddie. And then it ends up, you know, you think, and you know, Winston's coming home while this is going on. Yep. And I think what most people think is that Winston is going to find them together. Well, that's and not going to matter. Yeah, yeah but yeah, that's not going to ma- I mean, if you think that, you don't understand. Winston doesn't care. It's part. He does. It's part. She has affairs. He has affairs. This yeah. is part of their But that's why I think it was so brilliant to add yeah. in the facts on top of it. Yes. To make Winston think- come home. Exactly. And but to it create the audi- the impression in the audience that, oh, my God, is is he going to are they going to have found out? Is like Eddie going to try to blackmail and he's going to kill Eddie? Like there's all these things that could happen. And the last thing you're expecting is to have a rock and roll sex tragedy death. Yeah. But that's exactly what happens because it's the music industry. And that kind of thing happens in the music industry. As crazy as it is to say. And then you get, again, one of the greatest acting reactions I've ever seen. When Winston runs in and sees the two of them dead and he just completely shuts down yep and he has and his mouth just starts moving and he has nothing to say and he has like it is just complete and utter despair that his wife is dead and then his dog runs up to uh, then he like oh my god i've still gotta i've still gotta do the file and he runs to the facts and then his dog runs up to him and he just like greets the dog and lets the dog lick him and you're like oh god he is Oh, he's weird. he's in a bad yeah he's in a bad except state. that except that he business still yeah he, comes. yeah he shreds the, he shreds the facts and he phones the police yeah but we saw his face when he saw that his wife was dead we saw the complete distraught despair yeah. in his face but he pulls it back real fast but he, oh he does like because that that's who he is he can always pull it back so then we get one more scene 
we have one more scene with Frank and Isaac, which is just setting up that they're going to be working together next episode. That's not important. Ah, oh, and then we get Eddie, Eddie's mother, and Eddie's brother and sister, and every uh, go in all go into the house, and Bobby and Vinny talk, and we find out that Vinny made sure that uh, Radiance just bought the house for the family. And it's not not even out of Eddie's money because and it's this out is the of thing the that they in passing. Money. Yeah, it, yeah. Radiance had a, like a fifty million dollar insurance policy on Eddie's life because yeah. of the value to him of the company, and he's and he made sure Radiance for the PR value, but you know he did make sure they did it, paid for it entirely themselves out of Eddie's insurance, not out of Eddie's estate. So yeah. there you go. And then we get the horrific line that, uh, and this is, again, this is weeks after. This is weeks after the death, obviously, because they've bought a house in that time and the insurance has been settled. And so Isaac has been working with Winston for long enough that he heard, according to Bobby, Isaac heard Winston say that between what Claudia used to spend and the money they made from Eddie dying, he basically broke even. Broke even. Oh, Jesus. I mean, there is nothing about Winston. Yeah. You know, um, like you just, you just set up this horrible man. And, you know, anyway, and yeah. And And by the way, that, that's where the episode ends. Yep. Like that line, that's where the episode ends. Yeah. It's bleak. And the thing that they pull off is that the next episode makes you a little sympathetic towards Winston. Well, the next, yeah, that. but that's, that's, that's when you start. It's only the next episode that you yeah. are going to start to see Winston's breakdown. Yeah. Over the death of his wife. Oh, I know. It's so good. Now, right, so some of it is to. self. Oh, sorry. No, oh, I was going to say some of it is self and in, self indulgent. Of course. You know, but. And we'll, we'll discuss that as we get as to those we get scenes. to this. Yeah. Uh, but now the one that got away. So now we're back at Shackler Records. They're doing their scheming and, uh, we see Frank has basically set up shop there playing the, uh, pinball machine in the lobby, <laughs> which by the way, as if it weren't bad enough to have a pinball machine in your lobby, it's a poker themed pinball machine. <laughs> Well, what else? Because be? the man's a degenerate gambler, and everything around him has to always remind us of that. It's, yep. it's a nice, it's a nice note. I thought that was a good choice. And so, essentially, they are trying to figure out. They're having a conference to try and figure out exactly how they're going to get to Winston. And uh, Frank has to, you know, be really harsh with Vinny and treat him like a random goomba. And go and uh, goes and says, you know, it's like you're you're a thief and you're a con man. And if I take my eyes off you for a second, you're going to rob us blind. So, you know, I'm going to need to be updated about what you're doing for every second of the day. And so he has, like, talked his way into being able to talk with Vinny whenever he wants without it breaking his cover at all, which is the best deal they've ever had. Yeah, I mean, it's a good trick. mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good trick. And so they've just got to figure out how to screw over winston and they don't have an in yet they just don't know and so the only the only move is you've got to buddy up to him as close as possible and then we see winston isaac goes to see winston and winston is 
a mess. He is drunk in the afternoon. He has clearly been weeping. Like a new set of flowers got sent in condolence to him and it, he's not dealing with it well. And this is where we get that conversation between them where we get he's drunk enough and morose enough that we finally get an honest moment from Winston. And I believe what he says about his relationship with Isaac. Yep. I believe when he says that he has always admired Isaac's abilities, like, and always loved his talent and always been entertained by him, he saw that Isaac was self-destructive and he always thought to himself, if he would just, if I just had control over his life, imagine what he could accomplish. Yeah. And he well, doesn't say it that way. But he says, I want to protect you for, if I, if you were working for me, I could have protected you from all of your worst instincts and you could have been amazing. And that's yeah. all I ever wanted. And that is both, I believe it's true. And it's a complete misunderstanding of how people work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes, because he does have that, but, but, <laughs> that, that yeah. idea that somehow or another, he knows what's best for everybody. Well, exactly. Even when he's being at his sweetest and his most open and his most open with who is arguably his best friend in the world his admission is that he always, ha he even wants to be in control of their friendship. Yeah. He even needs to, everything needs to be on his terms. So his attempt to be sweet, even that always has to be on his terms. 100%. Like the world he imagines. That's the perfect <laughs> world is a one where, you know, Isaac does whatever he says. He's trying to be sweet and it's, and he still sounds like a monster because he just doesn't get it. You know, he just yeah. doesn't get it. And then, you know, so Isaac gets him back and of course, you know, um, you know, gets him back in his chair and yep. says, why don't you, if, if you're this bad, go to Betty Ford for a month. Yeah. And I'll run radiance. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> and of course, Winston hearing that kind of shocks him into being awake. Right. And so he's like, you're right. I got to get back to it. And so he shows off the, uh, the key art for the Eddie Tempest, you know, Eddie Tempest memorial album. They're going to be rushing out from all of his half finished songs. And he brings in the, uh, he calls in his goon. You know, the goon we've seen in every episode who beats up everybody. Yeah. He gives him that, uh, he gives him his plane ticket to Japan and all of the key art and says, hand deliver it to Mr. Whoever who's going to be in charge of getting out cleans throughout all of Asia. And so, boom, Isaac has just seen fraud happen. It's fantastic. Yep. He's got Winston. Yeah. And he, anyway, Isaac leaves and that's when Winston is, oh, Claudia, who's, who yeah. am I going to play my games with anymore? I know. <laughs> you know, and oh, then, then we get to so see. horrible. Yeah, uh, it is. Oh, it's, it's so, I mean, it's tragic. It, he's a monster, but it's still tragic. Yes. And I mean, for a long time, again, when I was a kid, my only takeaway from this series was this might be the best actor I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> That's oh. how good Tim Curry is in this yeah. season. Mm -hmm. And now, as an adult, when I go back and watch it, I'm like, there's so much going on with his character. Mm-hmm. Like, in just seven episodes, he's as fully rounded. Well, I mean, he's only in six of them. 
You know, he's mm-hmm. one of the most fully rounded villains they've ever had. Oh, for show. sure. And they do it all in six episodes. I love Sonny and I love Mel, but like, this is the, the character, the villain they put the most work into getting right. Yes, you, well, and you find out how he got that way and you oh. believe it. And you even, you know, this whole relationship between him, him and his wife. If you really think about it, after the first time you watch it, you can't, but after you watch that, you can see all the signs that he cannot survive without his wife. Yeah. Without he this. He needs that. He needs that interplay more than he could ever admit. Yeah. And, and now that she's gone, he's not, yeah. he doesn't have anything to bounce anything off. Yeah. You know, um, and so that's the key. It's, it is, it, it, it's an interesting, as I said, I still don't think he would have ever left, uh, Claudia for Amber. No, probably so, not. You know, I, I see, I see why you say that, and you're probably right. You know, but because, the, but this the fact is, is, that was the only, you can't ignore the fact that that was the only time that there was considered to be a threat to their marriage. Yeah, that was probably, yes, and Claudia saw it. Yeah. But the point but is, at the is, end of the day, he, he could live left. here. Yeah. It's, he can live without Amber. I mean, Sorry, without, without Diana. Diana. We're talking he about couldn't Diana. couldn't live without Claudia. Yeah. He couldn't live without Claudia. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what you're beginning to see that he would yeah. get so drunk and that he would, def- I mean, you saw him defend his wife no matter what he said to her, right? He's, he defends her. She has a bosom that you can, what, uh, die in. Project, yes, you know that you can nest in or whatever. Whatever he said, right? Whatever the and, line is, yeah, yeah. The whole thing, yeah, it's it's all wound up in kind of bizarre language for most people. Yeah. But at the same time, you see between her and him, this she's just tired of it. He requires it. Exactly. This kind yeah. of interaction where they have these fights, and she constantly is saying, you know, has been trying, but this is how this relationship had to work. Mm-hmm. She's just getting, she was just getting tired, of, tired it. of it. And the Absolutely. very fact that he just kind of forgot the wedding anniversary, I think. I you know. know. That oh. was just the, and, and, you know, it, they would have continued on forever if she hadn't, Died. if they hadn't yeah. accidentally tripped and fell through oh, yeah. the glass. They would have kept this horrible, toxic, codependent relationship going. Yeah. Like it wouldn't have stopped if unless she had been taken away from him or he had been taken away from her. Like it, th- yeah. this was going to go till the death. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So then we get Vinny and Bobby in their offices and a guy comes in with a, uh, a essentially a restraining order oh, telling him to vacate the premises. No, that's literally the next scene. But what do you want to say first? No, 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 no. Because there's the scene. With with uh, Frank playing the pinball machine, Isaac coming in and saying, "I've got no, him." No, no, no. That's after. That's because after. no, because trust he... me, I I'm literally looking at the episode as we're talking. They go directly from the Winston's office scene to him trying to have Fr- uh, Vinny thrown out, but Vinny has already got a cease and desist. Yeah, but we haven't talked how he got that cease and desist. Oh no, yeah, no, no. But I mean that that was, was from in the Frank. earlier episode. Yeah. Earlier in the episode, yeah, we didn't talk him about it. That he that Winston had gone. Yeah, but it's it's only okay. important in this scene. He had, Frank had told him that Winston had gone to court to get a, a restraining order to put to get him for and him Bobby and Bobby. Out of business. And so, and he said, you know, we'll get you, we'll get a stay on it because obviously we can't have you leave now. It's too, 
It's way too close, right? And mm-hmm. so, uh, so Vinny does that, and then he and Bobby go in to confront Winston and Isaac, and essentially says, "Look, I have I have better lawyers than you do, and more importantly, I I am connected. So if you don't honor your contract, you become one." And I'm like, "Damn, you just threatened to kill Winston." Yeah. And he's not going to go through with it, but he did just threaten to kill Winston. And then he helps set, uh, and then he helps set Isaac cover, uh, by saying that Isaac is a scumbag who is just like, uh, uh, who is kissing up to Winston and yeah. is, de- and it disgusts him. And of course, this triggers Winston to call the most powerful person he's got on speed dial an aide to a senator and yeah. tells him, Find out everything you can on Vinnie Terranova. And so the guy types up an official request, pretending it's from his boss, and gets everything they have on Vinnie Terranova. And I mean everything. But the key part is, when the guy gets the file, he just opens it, sees an arrest record, is like, okay, it's uh, just a criminal from Brooklyn, fine. He closes it, he puts it in an envelope, he gets the uh he gets the senator to sign it out of the building and he mails it off to Winston without having looked at it. Yep. Oh, so he doesn't know Vinny's a cop and the senator doesn't know Vinny's a cop, but that information is in an envelope. Uh and now On we get the way. wonderful scene. And now we get the wonderful scene when Isaac rushes in to say, okay. "I got him." Yeah. I got him. And again, Paul Winfield animated and upbeat is fantastic. <laughs> They're like, uh, it's it's a great scene, and he and Frank's like, well, you know, we'll we'll get people in Tokyo to intercept him because he can't have landed yet. We're gonna make sure, like, we'll, we'll absolutely make sure this is possible. All right, we'll we'll see if what we can do. We'll see what we can do. This is a good lead. He's not as excited about it as when as uh as Isaac is. Isaac is like, we've done. It's over. We've got him. And Frank has been through this enough to know that when you try to arrest a rich person, you need more than you think you need in evidence. Yeah. So then we get uh, Winston chewing out Bobby for being late, late. to work. Ugh. And he's like, business hours are 8.30 to 6. And I have to honor your contract for the next two years. But you have to abide by the rules of the business. And it's like, wait, so now the music industry is a, a ridiculous 8.30 to 6 punch clock kind of thing? And he really does just want... uh he really fire. Does, does Yeah, he wants to fire him, but if he can't fire him, he wants to just sit him in an office for two years, unable to do anything. And Bobby says, no, it's in my contract that I have full access to the business, so I want contracts... For all of your, you know, for all of your artists, so I can start going through them. And Winston's like, on what planet are you going to get that? And so, and this is, this is a, a bit of serendipity, a bit of contrived writing, but it's a nice scene. And it's important for what happens next. Just as they're having this fight, the mailboy walks in. And he says, oh, you want access to all levels of the business, Bobby? Fine. You're now the mail boy. So here's a jacket. Get delivering the mail. And, uh, yeah. yeah and Vinny is also. And Vinny is your assistant. And if you two aren't here out there delivering the mail every day, I'll have you fired for non-performance. 
You and Terra Nova are in charge of the mail from now on. It's great. And then we've got a fantastic scene where Mark walks Frank through the OCB office where there are 20 agents and accountants trying to find Winston's money. Yeah. So, like, they've been to Japan. They know about the claims. They they know who's doing it. But they can't make the money. Like, they can't, they can't get make the, the money. connection. Yeah, they can't get back the connection. to Winston. They see the money and they don't see how the money's getting to Winston. And, and they don't see how, how Winston is getting, for example, the tapes out. Yeah, they don't know how he's getting the tapes out. They Well, they suspect it's, you know, courier flight by his goon, but they can't prove it. Because the goon only has the the yeah, artwork. Exactly, for now. But of course, they're they're very good at smuggling. And now they're in this frustrating position where it's like, they see that a crime is being committed. They know there, there should be something they can do about it. But they just can't find a way. His accountants are too good. And it's all happening in foreign countries. Yeah. Uh, so then Vinny goes back to his office. He's really frustrated because he's heard that they're just not going to be able to find the money. And he's like, oh, well, we're going out of this. And Bobby is actually enjoying himself going through everything. The the <laughs> he's just started opening everybody's mail, which is a crime. But at this point, what does he care? Yeah. And he's like, oh, no. Well, Winston, technically, Winston is giving him permission. And for security purposes, I have to open these to make sure they're not full of anthrax or whatever. Hey, you know, know. we're we're (laughs) in a big business. And what's in one of the envelopes? It's the letter about Vinny Terranova. Revealing that he works for the OCB. And he screams, you're a cop? And cut to commercial. (laughs) Cut to commercial. And so Vinny ushers him out of the building. They get to a cavity, takes him down to the docks facing New Jersey. So the Hudson Riverside docks of Manhattan. A pretty bleak place to drive somebody in a taxi. And and we get a fantastic scene. Because it's like, we get the scene of, well, this is the guy he manipulated and betrayed getting to have his say. And he gets all of the things we've been talking about out, which is... It looked like Vinny was making the boldest moves of anybody in the history of the industry. And he's like, as he says, this guy is either crazy or he's a genius. But it turns out the whole time he was playing with house money and he wasn't actually in the business. (laughs) And he's, oh God. You owe me $8 million. (laughs) Vinny's like, what? He was going to give us $20 million for dead dog records. And guess what? If we hadn't like if you had been a businessman and not a, you know a cop, you would have taken that money and I was cut in for 40%. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. It is yep. a beautiful scene. Oh god, no, I love that. I adore this scene. And then uh he's like, "Well, here's the thing, Bobby. I I get it. I'm sorry." But now I'm going to have to kill you. (laughs) Because, you know, I can't, you got the biggest mouth in the business. And if anyone finds out I'm a cop, I'm dead. So I can't take that chance. And of course, this scares Bobby awake. Yeah. And of course, Vinny's not actually carrying a gun. He works in the music industry now. But it's still, it's a nice moment. But it's like, the he makes a joke out of it. And he gives him this speech. 
because at the same time, he doesn't want to like have to face up to the emotional cost of the fact that he did betray Bobby and he does feel bad about it. Yeah. And he does tell Bobby that. And he does. And that's the thing. He did. He just does the joke to shake him out of it. And because he's, you know, not ready to say it. And then he's like, look, Bobby, I'm, and he does apologize. And it's the, it's the great part because it's the first time he's betrayed someone and got to apologize to them and, you know, make up afterwards. Yeah. (laughs) Which is nice because you better believe he never apologized to Roger. No. (laughs) What would there be to apologize for? And so then we get a scene with Frank where Frank's pissed off that now somebody else knows he's a cop. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know how hard this is to manage? Yeah. We have three layers of people and I have to figure out who knows what all the time in every conversation. No, Isaac does not know that Vinny's a cop. No. No. So I have, it was, it was just, you know, there's Frank sitting at the end of the bed, like on the floor going, oh shit. And then Bobby comes up with the brilliant suggestion because Mm -hmm. they all think, because Frank and, and Vinny think it's the end of the road. Bob says, no, all you need is something that Winston wants yep. and can't get. Yeah. yeah. And he'll do anything to get it. And But I love Bobby's statement at the start when he's talking. Yeah. And it's like, uh, I could have, if you had told me, if you had asked me on the first day if you could ever catch him on fraud, I would have told you you could. He's the smartest guy in the business. And he's got, uh, you know, the best account it's money can buy. You are never going to be able to catch him with financial crimes. You yeah. have to get, you have to get him to need something from you. Then you can get him. Like, and they're like, oh, such a good scene. But meanwhile, uh, they've gone to talk to the senator and charge him with treason for exposing a, uh, federal agents. Yeah. I, by the way, this uh, this is what happened to Scooter Libby. Of course, he was then pardoned because he was doing it for the president. But yeah, exposing an undercover agent is an unbelievably serious crime unless the president tells you to do it, in which case you get pardoned immediately. And there's no law in America. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> I guess, you know, if you see what happened to Valerie Plame. What yeah. uh, oh, what Roger said about the government selling you out. It's really not that far-fetched, is it? No. All you have to do is, there are real cases that all of this is based on. This, this idea of how the the government works. And again, as we said about the Oliver North thing, sometimes the show has proven prophetic in its cynicism about the government. Like the show's cynical about the government and then the government proves it's, approve it, approved it right. So yeah, that's pretty funny too. All right. So. So we've got, we've okay. now got goes, the basement tapes of oh, Eddie Tempest yeah. and Monroe Blue. And that's, and this is the two halves of it, which is now they have two things to get, uh, they have two different things to get, uh, Winston if they, on. They want to get Winston on. They've got the idea. Frank is more excited about the idea of the, the, the senator's aide going to Winston and saying, I've got more information on Vinny Terranova. It's going to cost you. And then they'll get Winston on bribery, uh, essentially and... bribery and violating federal privacy laws and, you know, just doing yeah. some pretty shady stuff. It's a good crime. Yeah. And at the same time, Isaac, uh, 
Isaac's like, we've got these tapes of Eddie Tempest, because that's what Bobby has suggested, of Eddie Tempest and Monroe Blue spent a couple of weeks jamming in basements, singing old blues songs. So this is like, they can easily get a double album out of Eddie Tempest, completely unreleased Eddie Tempest and Monroe Blue singing together, which would be a huge get. Yeah. Like, it would be a giant thing for him to release. He could make another $50 million okay. off of Eddie. Isaac doesn't know this yet. No, Isaac doesn't. Well, no, this is the scene where they're talking about it. This is the very no. next scene. Yes, right after they arrest the senator's aide is the scene with Isaac where they talk about the plan to go and do the, st- uh, do the sting with the basement tapes. I watched this just this morning and it, it's somehow or another. Oh, yes, of course. Yes. Yes. Because the uh, next, and they tell him, and Frank tells him, under no circumstances are we doing that because it's entrapment. Yes. And so they right. say, fine. Okay, fine. We're not doing it. It's entrapment. Fine. And so the next day we go back to the restaurant from episode two and Winston goes to meet the senator's aide and they have this conversation where they're talking around whether he's going to pay the guy. And it's like, uh, and the guy is so bad at being undercover. He's so terrible at it. Uh, and he's so obviously wearing a wire and he's so terrible at it that Winston sniffs that there's something going on immediately. And we get the hilarious scene of the guy being like, uh, I have something for you. And it's like, okay, well, what's this going to cost me? And the guy's like, I would be very interested if you would suggest a price. Yes. Like, why are you talking like this? What is wrong with you? Uh, I would be, you know, you should suggest a price for this thing. Who can say? And so he finally got the guy to say, uh, 5,000, maybe $5,000. Winston's like, is that how much money you want? And he's like, is that what you think it's worth? <laughs> like, what are you doing? How are you so bad at this? And so Winston says, when you figure out what you want, call me. I have to go. Right? Yes. And at the same time, Bobby is... Oh, not even I. Sorry, not I have to go. You have to go. You have to go. (laughs) I'm going to have my breakfast. I'm going to have my breakfast. You're not staying. And we've already had... We've already had the the fact that Bobby is waiting to be seated. And Winston says, you don't have to seat him. And Bobby, (laughs) you know, you're you're not at work. And Bobby says, I got half an hour. Right? I mean, that, that's key because, and then we keep cutting back to the fact that they're taping all of this and they're not and watching it and they're not getting anything. They know that this is, this is going to go south. So Vinny says, let me talk to Bobby. I'm going to, you know, he gets an audible, calls an audible and he gets him in there. And and this is where they make the plan. And then he says, no, he says to Bobby, he says, okay. He said, this is what you have to do to go to to Isaac with the tape and you have to and you oh, have right. to yeah, leave yeah. your phone on so we can hear it yeah so just leave yeah. your phone on why why Turned don't on. just do it bobby and go over and then frank yeah. wonders whether isaac and amber are going to be able to pull it off well isaac <laughs> is the master scammer amber has learned how to be you know yeah. you know i mean Absolutely. they have actually those monroe blue tapes end up being solely Amber's that property property yeah. right yeah. but anyway they call Winston over and they say we've got this tape listen to it and he's like I own Eddie Tempest's uh I own Eddie Tempest's contract this is my property anyway and they're like yeah we had a private contract unrelated to 
uh, Dead Dog and Radiance with Monroe Blue. So no, you don't own this. It's equally yeah. our property. So if you want to start, if you want to get this out of the country and start uh, sending it off, you're going to have to buy it off us. And well, no, we you're get... going to, I want, I yeah. want my share of I the cleans. I want my share of the company. Yes, I want my full share of the cleans. And he says, fine, I'll give you an advance. And we find out that he's like, I had planned on buying something this morning, but it didn't happen. And he throws them a wad of cash. And you're like, wow, that guy working for the senator really had no idea what he was doing. No, 50,000 bucks. He had $50,000 in an envelope ready to give you. Like, that's what he was willing to spend today. And the guy asked for five. Oh, it's great. But the point is, Bobby leaves. But Bobby leaves his phone sitting there, so they get a recording of all of it. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. And Winston gloats some more about how uh, he's very excited to screw over Eddie some more as revenge for what happened to Claudia. Yep. Which, yeah, like, okay, I get where he's coming from. Like, I'm still, you're still not a good guy, Winston, but I understand why you're pissed. I completely get your motives here. And then we get uh, another fantastic scene when they bust in and arrest him. The yep. FBI comes in and they put him under arrest and Isaac gets to scream that I gotcha. I gotcha, Winston. <laughs> yep. Oh, it's fantastic. And then we get another unbelievably pivotal scene. All right, so we get, uh, we get a moment. First, we get a moment of... Vinny and Bobby and Frank talking about whether or not this is going to work. And Frank, you know, like, they're kind of happy, but Frank is skeptical because it is an unbelievably obvious case of entrapment. But they're hoping they can get away with it, you know? Fingers crossed. Then we get Winston thrown into jail at his absolute lowest point, sits down on a cot, and finds out that there's somebody underneath it. Yeah. And who crawls out but Stephen Williams, the captain, <laughs> the captain from Twenty One Jump Street, playing a hobo, <laughs> who's in jail and and what, sitting under the bunk. lying under the bunk. And he takes one win, look at Winston. He's like, "I know you." Oh no, no, you have to no, you have to set it up better than yeah. that because right. he's he he looks at Winston and says, "You're sitting on my bed," on and my Winston bunk. is getting scared. Oh, because this guy, you know, and then the guy him, yeah. says to, "Oh, I know you. You're Winston, Winston Nuquay," and and Check then this out. no, and yeah. then he and Winston is still okay, He's terrified and terrified and backing off, and then and backing off, and the guy gets says okay and he takes off his jacket Jack, right and, you're like, and oh, he's, no. oh shit oh, I no. mean you're prepared for this guy to beat Winston up no yeah. he starts singing he wants to audition. Oh, and, and he starts singing Soul Man a cappella, right? A cappella, and then Winston, Winston eventually joins, joins him. The second him. Verse. He goes with the second verse, and then you <laughs> it, the whole. It is the most perfect ending. To oh my god! Is these two guys singing Soul Man? Soul Man, and at the absolute low point of Winston's life, and the two of them, yeah. and because it reflects. Not just Stephen Williams' life, but oh, yeah. it reflects Winston's life. Absolutely. He got what he got the hard way. Yeah. He, he got everything that he had the hard way. He and fought he's, for everything. 
and he's sitting singing this song, right? The two of them. And yeah. I really wish that, you know, I am not complaining. This is not a complaint. This is not a complaint. <laughs> okay. Okay. But I really wish it was in better quality rather than VHS. You know, because you How could... is there not a remaster of this scene? Because by the end, they're both singing and dancing around the set. Yeah, and, and it's such in, a you know, it's a scene. Oh, it is just, but this goes to what we were talking about with Billy Holiday at the first, at the first yeah, episode. Exactly. It, it begins and ends with two pivotal songs yep. for each of the characters, these two oh, yeah. major characters in this. And well, these both, two episodes, this is why really we don't get to see those this. Two, but because <laughs> of those two songs, yeah. the one opening uh, hip hop on the gravy train, the one ending, the one that got away it really feels, and the fact that, like, the first half is about what happens to Claudia and the second half is about the aftermath, it really feels like this is two episodes that are supposed to be watched, like, immediately back to back. Yeah. Because it's the complete climax of the story. Except. In an hour and a half about, you know, it's like how Winston the two is going to get Everything is here. And yeah. uh, except that, did you notice in the end credits at the end of High on the Gravy Train? It mm. says two weeks. I know in two, in two weeks. weeks, right? I know, it's like, they actually told people two weeks. You're gonna, there's not going to be a new episode next week. You're going to make us wait after that ending. Oh my god! Yeah, there was obviously oh. some special or something on. Oh no, I'm sure I'm in sure. between a football game, for God's sake, <laughs> or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the spring. There's football going on. Oh no, wait. There's not football going on in the spring. No, there Basketball might be a week. game. Who never? Yeah. yeah, whatever. But yeah, it's. I mean, it's an amazing, it is, it's an amazing pair of episodes. They're yeah. so good. And, and they're so tied right to each other. If yeah. you, when you watch them, like we have like, like back to back, they're so intertwined and tied together. Yeah. And you can see why I, in many ways, think of this as the best episode. Oh yeah. And then, and, uh, but that end, that end with soul song. Yeah. Soul man is just, it's, perfect like these guys it just they know what they're doing yeah to, uh, to be able to pick do. to pick the music that's necessary to tell you so much about a character and there's yeah. winston who's worked his way up to the top and now mm -hmm. he's in jail facing potential ruin of course yep. you've seen him already before he gets into jail you've seen him have this conversation with his lawyers just Get me out of here. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, the lawyers are saying, well, you know, don't worry about it. Blah, 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 blah. I don't care. I know. It's not the point. I, I just, yeah, it's, it's such a good scene. Such a good episode. And next week we've got living and dying in four, four time. The final episode of the arc. It oh. is. Uh, I mean, it's, I it's said, a perfect ending. Yeah, if you're it, not it crying the by the end of this end, one. Yeah. It's yeah. the perfect ending to this arc. And yes, as I said last week. If you haven't week, cried at least once by the end of living and dying in 4-4 four, four time, you might be a robot. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's how good this ending is. Yeah. All right. So um, we're going to leave that here. Thanks so much for listening. We're going to be back here next week if you're watching along with us. Uh, thanks again to Knellfan4587 for putting all of the episodes up. Uh, you're going to want to join us back here. Having watched episode 7 of The Ark, 
Uh, what number is in the season? 19 or something? 119, yeah. 119, okay. 219, thank you. Yeah, yeah 219, uh, which is living and dying in 4-4 time. So join us back here for that. Until then, though, if you're listening in some sort of an app or podcatcher, be sure to rate and review the show. That's how people find it. If you have any questions, if you have any comments, if you have any suggestions for profiling-related fiction you think we should check out, drop us a line at profilingcriminalminds at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We'll see you back here next week. But until then, au revoir. And have a good week. Profiling Criminal Minds is a member of the Kinks Podcasting Network.